say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo. Well, I should actually say instead of just A New Direction, it's really the after party of A New Direction. Quite frequently when we have guests on the show, what you don't know is that we have conversations after the show. A lot of it surrounds the book or the show itself, and I thought, well, maybe you might find it really interesting to hear what we talk about after the show is over. That's why we call it the after party. So this week, uh, in this version of the after party, we're going to talk with author Steve Brown, who wrote the book the golden toilet and we're going to talk about marketing and sales and entrepreneurship amongst other things and there's going to be a few more laughs so before we get to him though I want to talk to you about the four areas of your life normally I talk to you about your training but because it's a new year I want to talk to you about you know your goals in the four areas of your life so for example in in your physical life, right? What goals are you setting for yourself physically? Maybe it's number of times you exercise or maybe it's getting more cardio. Maybe it's you're going to change your diet. Perhaps you're going to get rid of sugar, less carbs. Maybe you're going to you're going to uh, lower your cholesterol and you're going to eat things with less cholesterol in them or maybe you're going to see the doctor more frequently and get blood tested. Whatever it may be, what are your goals for yourself physically? And a lot of people always set goals of losing weight. Can I tell you something? Losing weight is not always a great goal, right? Because sometimes you can lose weight, but it's unhealthy. I had a personal trainer once who told me, he said, rather than worry about losing weight because I work out regularly, he said, worry about losing inches. And the truth is, as I was reducing inches, I was changing my weight. But for a while, it went up before it went down. So don't always get discouraged in that. So there's the first area is the physical area. The second area is the mental area. And what are your goals for yourself mentally? What do you want to be better at? Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your, something in your personal life that you want to improve. What are you going to do to f- exercise your brain? Maybe it's going to be, I'm going to read you know five books or ten books this year. Maybe it's... I'm going to uh, take up an instrument or I'm going to learn a new language this year or maybe it's uh, I'm going to turn the TV off and I am going to go to uh, more online seminars and, and learn more about how I can be better in different areas of my life. Whatever it may be, set a goal for yourself of what you would like to do to improve your knowledge, uh, whether that's in your life or your business or a little bit of both. All right, so there's the mental area. The third area that I challenge you to set goals for is your emotions. You know, I know that sounds a little odd, but the truth of the matter is is that we can set ourselves emotional goals. Now, the truth of the matter is you're going to need accountability in all of this, but especially emotions. It is really, really important because if you're going to learn to control your emotions, you kind of have to fess up that you've got some issues with them. So... You know, emotions come in two forms when it comes to setting goals that I want you to work on for this year. One is, you know, how well you're able to control your emotions, right? And maybe you have certain areas, like maybe you're more prone to anger 
or maybe you're more prone to sadness or uh, maybe you're more reactive, whatever it is, you know, what area of your emotional life do you want to work on? And then of course, the second area of course is being able to tap into the emotions of others. So maybe you have a goal of, you know, improving your emotional vocabulary so that you can understand the variations within the major emotions or it can be and and or and it could be that you just want to be a better listener because maybe you're you like to talk all the time and you talk over people or maybe it's because you have this feeling that you have to be right all the time right and so whatever it is set yourself some emotional goals but you're going to need accountability as you would in all these areas and then finally of course the spiritual area and in the spiritual area, what we're talking about here is, you know, what brings you back to center? What brings you back to peace in the midst of chaos? For some people, it's God. For some people, it's, it's meditation. For some people, it's nature. The fact of the matter is, set yourself goals for how you're going to improve yourself in that area of your life. If it's God, you know, maybe it's to be, to pray more or, uh, Pray, pray more frequently or pray longer or to be more conscious of your prayer life. Or it could be maybe you're going to read scriptures more frequently. Maybe you're going to learn more about scriptures. If it's meditation, maybe again, it's, you know, really being able to stay silent longer. Maybe it's being able to meditate longer. Maybe it's, you know, taking time just to meditate. And if it's nature, you know, maybe it's getting out more. Maybe it's really paying attention to your surroundings. Maybe it's looking at the little things in the details. Whatever it may be for you that works, uh, check in and have goals for that area. And then I would always ask, you know, along the way, is it working? You know, what physical, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you have to ask is what you're doing working, right? Because if it's not working, then we need to change it, right? That's that's the the ultimate truth is that there's no reason to continue to do something that's not working because that's just insanity. So there's your four areas. Set up your goals. Get yourself an accountability partner. If you want to, feel free to send me your goals in your four areas. You can do that by sending them to j at jizzo.com. That's j-a-y at j-a-y-i-z-s-o.com. Again, that's j-a-y at sign J-A-Y-I-Z-S-O. All right, so without further ado, let's get to the after party, right? And let's talk with Steve Brown, and let's dig a little bit further into his book, The Golden Toilet. Hey, welcome to the, uh, we're going to, I guess, I, you know, I've never known what to call this, but I guess what we're going to call this the after party of A New Direction, right? This is where we actually get to have some fun with our guest and continue to talk about some of the issues that we are talking about um, on the main show. And uh, we're with Steve Brown, the author of uh, The uh, Golden Toilet, and we are working through this book. I, and I think, you know, now we get to be a little bit more casual, Steve, which is kind of cool because we get to have a little bit more fun exploring this and maybe <laughs> as he's waving his book in front of everybody. So, so one of the things I want to, I want to dig into here because we were, when we ended the show, we were ending the show actually in chapter eight about, you know, the sales process. I, I often wonder, um, when we start talking about sales, why that is, 
I don't know if it's because we're entrepreneurs and, and maybe you, you have an answer. I don't know. Maybe you do. But I don't know why we have such a hard time as the entrepreneur, as the owner of the business with our sales team. What do you, why is that? I mean, you're a sales guy. So why do you think we struggle with it? Well, I think it's been stigmatized. So like we were brainwashed on SEO, we're brainwashed on positioning the brand as the hero instead of as the guide. We've been brainwashed that sales is bad. And it's because there's, there's been a lot of bad salespeople that have taken advantage of, of people that were unsuspecting. A lot of the old traditional sales training was, you know, always be closing. Let's, let's design this pitch. Let's, let's use the, you know, the assumed technique here. And it's never been designed around how to best set up this person that we want to serve for success. That's what's wrong with it. That makes sense to us. That's what we all want to do naturally as an entrepreneur anyway. Well, I don't you think don't you think that something has changed? I think early on in our businesses, and I think you addressed this a little bit in your book, I think early on we thought that the salesperson was in complete control. We had to kind of, you know, whatever they told us, we just had to kind of go with. In the old days, right? I mean, you know, there's those, there's the old movies that you'll see the, they're black and white movies and the husband and wife are, you know, going to buy their first home and they got the lot all picked out. And here's the, you know, unfortunately, right? It's this real estate person who, you know, comes in and they go, well, here's the price. And they go, oh, I don't know. Well, I got a couple from Kansas City looking at it. You know, right right now and then they go okay well we'll sign we'll sign right and it was kind of those old days of this is how we did sales but now the consumer you know you and i as consumers as customers of whatever we want it seems that everything has flipped mm-hmm. yeah we used to be in the dark about everything but now we have more information than the salespeople. Mm. And we've done due diligence and done research and we've talked, we didn't just spend time on your golden toilet website (laughs) and that's the only information we know. We've actually gone and talked to people that have worked with you. Mm. We've actually looked at competitors. We've actually gone and looked at all these different options before we even approached you. And so now's the time for us to feel understood and respected and safe. Why is that sometimes hard for salespeople to wrap their minds around? Because they sometimes they, I mean, they still can be really pushy. I mean, I mean, I've I've walked into that situation. You have too, mm-hmm. and 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 even like you feel like on a sometimes you walk. When I say walk in, I I mean physically walking into the store and being pushed by the salesperson. Or the other thing is when you go to a website and you feel like they are just in your face forcing you to make a decision right either either way i mean as you you use the star trek analogy right Mm -hmm. and and the truth is i've set i didn't set my phaser on stun at that point okay (laughs) okay i'm just gonna let you know right now my phaser is not on stun my phaser is on kill okay that's that's the truth so i'm facing a gorn at this point, and by the way, that is a Star Trek reference for those of you who are Trekkies. I am facing a Gorn, and yeah. So, I mean, 
why is it why is it sometimes hard for salespeople to get out of that mode? You think? I think there are different types of organizations, and so typically they're in an organization that's old school and hasn't accepted that the world has changed. We're, I say that our society has been industrialized, and after World War II, it's like in World War II, if you were a doctor, you were conscripted here's your rifle get in line next to the plumber and you guys charge mm. okay but nowadays and then management started being that way after world war ii but nowadays it's like we need to understand what your strengths are and try to if we're enlightened we would position you where you're going to excel so organizations that haven't been enlightened their sales management is dictating the quota mindset and so therefore the only model they're following or knowing is like trying to force the old traditional model of get the clothes, make your right. quota. There's yeah. Right. What we're, yeah, I see it. I see it now. The, we're, this salesperson is at a, a dilemma, right? I want to be a good employee, but right. my leadership is expecting me to do the old way when the enlightened way feels natural feels human and right. i'm at a conflict but i need to pay my rent right. i need to buy groceries for the kids boy that's a conundrum isn't it mm -hmm. i mean i mean you've got you've got pressure from the business on the salespeople to to produce at a certain level you have the salesperson who knows they got to produce if they're going to put food on the table mm -hmm. and then you have a consumer who really doesn't care about either one of those things no they they're trying to figure out the best solution for whatever challenge they're wanting to address. Mm. So how cool would it be to get the sales organization mm. to understand that and to calm down and have a little courage that we're going to make our numbers. We just need to figure out great relationships because great relationships in the long term, in the long game, is very profitable. Have we done a disservice do you think maybe misinterpreting what Amazon has really done and what Uber has really done or Lyft or whoever, have we done a service there thinking that it's all about their website and the power of what they have done versus maybe what we are not, maybe what we're ignoring because we just want to ignore it is that they're just giving people what they really want. And so they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're making, they're making an abundance of sales not because they have the best website, but because they're just giving people what they want. So the luxury that these Amazon, Uber, et cetera, is that they have these armies of data scientists, of you know, user experience scientists, all these things. And so they're taking advantage of what the data shows mm. is very effective. And so as a small business, we're at a disadvantage. But here's where you have, you can still nail it if you just stop thinking of people as consumers, as leads and as humans, and then create a, an experience for the humans. It used to be called user experience. Now it should be human experience. Right. Instead of UX, it should be HX. Right. Okay. And so creating an experience where you, people just go, you know, Jay understands me. Mm -hmm. Why do you like going over there? I just, Jay... I trust Jay. Right. 
that's always in play, always was in play, always will be in play. And that's the competitive advantage. And if you can get up off the old school mindset and create a culture, a website, brochure, a sales experience that communicates, I respect you and you're safe. We're just trying to figure it out together. That's honest. And it feels right to our bodyguard in our brain mm. that I talk about. Mm. And it feels right. And so there we go. We get to develop a relationship. Isn't it, isn't it interesting? I, I just had one of those, you were, as you were talking, right? Every now and then I get this just in, this just in moment, <laughs> right? And I, my brain just had that, this just in moment. When we can connect with another human being physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, mm-hmm. we connect with the entire human being. Yes. What what part of what we do, right? I mean, this is what I'm hearing, a holistic point of view. What part of what we're doing as a business, are, what part of that are you not connecting with? Well, what we're not doing is realizing that even though it's technology, even though it's a right. website, we need to set that environment up. Right. That makes, so we design, we have our shop. You show up at the shop, you know when they're open, you know where the cash register is, where you order, where you wait for it, where you sit down. That's all clear. Right. But what we're not getting immediately is that that's in play in a virtual world. And it's we can still excel there, but the rules of our brain are always in play, in play no matter what the domain. Mm. You, you know, you, you talk about this um, in the book, too, about... How, you know, we set up our physical environments in such a way, right, so that people, it may, we make it as easy as possible on people in order to find what they want to find. If you have a physical store, you know, that the aisles are wide enough where they're not, you know, they're not too tight and, you know, you, you just have everything exactly where everybody expects it. And I was thinking about this. I was walking, I was walking in the store and they make sub sandwiches as part of the grocery store. And I thought to myself, what if they didn't put up the sign that told you what was to offer mm-hmm. and how much it was? What, what if you had to just guess, this is the bread I have available today or the wrap I have available today, and this is the meat. You had to just guess what the meat was of the day, right? It would, be, it would, make, it would make me very frustrated to get my, my normal wrap, right, that I love so much because it's all of a sudden it's not there. Right, because I can't you, see. Yeah, you've experienced. Actually, that situation has happened to you, and you walk out of there and you go, "Those guys are nuts." Right, and you're upset. Right, and then we we no. treat our web our websites. We don't look at our website. You make this point really really clear, but we don't set up our website that way. That when people go there, they know they know exactly what they get. We we've got three seconds. I mean, yeah. I think that's what or you less. said. Yeah, or less, right? Isn't that what you said? It's like three seconds. Yeah. We have we have three seconds or less on a website. And then I think you said in our sales process, sales process, we've got one second. Yeah. So, remember that wedding you went to? Okay, you showed up at the wedding. You, you you got ready. You dressed up nice. You got your date, your wife, your your husband, whatever. And you show up and you're standing <laughs> around. <the> above. <laughs> and invariably, you go, "What are we supposed to be doing?" Right. 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 Is, can I go get a drink? Right. Is it okay if I go? 
Right. Are, are we allowed? To, can I have an appetizer? Or right. where are we supposed to sit? Right. That's how people feel on most websites. Yeah. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? What is it yeah. that you, what is, what am I supposed to do? You know, it's really kind of funny because we, we think what we're doing is we're creating some sort of, I hate this term. I hate this term. Like the sales funnel. I just hate the word sales funnel. I don't know why. I just detest the idea that you're funneling me down. The truth of the matter is I have a free range brain. And so as a consumer, I want to go, this is what I want. And then this is kind of where I want to go. Don't, don't force me to go down this rabbit hole. Okay. I, I want to be over here. Okay. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when I pick my, the meats for my sandwich. You know what? I, I, I don't want to do any red meat today. I want to stay with turkey and ham, okay? And I really don't want the mayo, all right? I, I really would prefer the low-fat chipotle spread, okay? Because I'm going, I want to reduce my calories. And I really would rather go with the whole wheat wrap, okay? So stop trying to push me on the three cheese Asiago, Asiago uh, you know, giant stuffed Subway bread, okay? Mm -hmm. That's not what I want you to do. But so often I feel that that's what happens on our websites is that we're trying to push people to move them somewhere rather than being able to say, oh, oh, I see. You're you're doing a low-fat sandwich today. Oh, well, here, let let me give you all the low-fat options that you have available to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's funny because we inherently know one size fits all is not right. <laughs> we okay? do. Yeah. We just know it innately. Right. It goes against everything yeah. against our individual who I am. And yet we want our website. We expect everybody to go to the homepage and then dig or t- have all the time in the world to dig around and hopefully find what it is that they, they want. want. Right. Instead of being like having an experience where people can go, okay, hey, immediately I'm in the right place and they understand me. And this is what I need to do next. Or I'm not ready to talk to anyone, but here's some evaluation material. You know, it makes me wonder, you talk about this too in your book too. It, how much thought process, I don't think it's very much, you know, even as a coach and consultant and, and I need to press this a little bit more with my clients, but there's really not much thought into how people feel. Yeah. When, it, when, they, a, when they go, when they go to a website or, or, you know, when they interact with us. Seriously, there is a great book called marketing to mind states by will leach. Mm-hmm, yep. And the essence you of the book is this, and this how to connect with your clients through science. But we, the problem with marketing is that, okay, well, our persona, our avatar is a 48-year-old man who wears T-shirts and a cap and, you know, walks around in cowboy boots. And so it's a one-size-fits-all. So what are you trying to say about a guy like me? What are you trying to say? They're like the perfect guy for for those Speedos on Amazon, okay? But, But here's the thing. What they're ignoring is that Jay has all sorts of states of mind right. during the day. He wakes right. up in a state of mind. I don't want to talk right now until I get some coffee. Then, then he'll something will happen and a state of mind will change. The, the beauty of the book is when people are evaluating a solution, 
you're in a certain state of mind. And if you can identify what that state of mind is, that when people are evaluating, then your content would honor that. And again, mm. all of a sudden I feel understood and I feel safe. Mm. One of the things that you talk about in the sales, the sales automation process. Um, well, first of all, you, you quote a bunch of statistics. You say that um, lack of sales enablement process as a part of a cohesive system is one of the key reasons why that nine out of 10 startups fail. Um, being good at sales can be the difference between flourishing or going out of business. And uh, you also mentioned, remember that we are s- still selling to humans and our brains crave the exact same rewarding experience in the sales process as we do in the marketing process. But in this whole process, you talk about the sales process and CRM. And I think this is, I think this is pretty, I think this is pretty important when we, because it is something that you, you even make the statement in early on in the chapter that how surprised you are to see the number of companies that don't have a CRM. Yeah. Or if they do, it's minimally used. And that's your quote. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not, I, I'm, I'm quoting you here in the book. And so let's let's talk about you know customer retention management. What do we, what do you mean? I mean I think we know what you mean, but let's let's be clear on the term, mm-hmm. and then let's be clear on what our expectation is with a, a CRM. What makes a good CRM versus a bad CRM? And maybe there is no such thing. <clears throat> let's let's start there and let's kind of dig our way through CRMs because I think this is a challenge for a lot of folks. Yeah. So again. I learned this lesson when I was selling back in the day and I just had outlook. So you go, you go talk to someone and they would, wouldn't be interested right then, but they'd say, come back in six weeks. And so most of us would say, okay, maybe write it on a business card and throw that business card down somewhere and never look at it again. And we wouldn't show back up six weeks later. So our odds went down of closing more sales. So when you start to get organized, then you're, your percentage of success goes up, okay? Well, it means we need to take advantage of technology. But remember, there's humans on the other side. And so how can we take advantage of CRM? I call it customer relationship management. It's how you can draw closer in a relationship by being organized, by being professional, by having these materials ready to go that you could quickly refer to on the fly in a conversation that can support a successful sales process, but they have to be strategized. They have to be thought out. They have to be created and they have to be organized so that you can refer to it when you need to. Also, a beautiful CRM facilitates the next step. So Jay, I send you an email and I go, hey, I'm looking forward to our conversation next week, but you don't open it. Okay, so you didn't get that conversation. Well, I can go wonder if you got it or I could have technology that says he received it, but he didn't open it. And since he didn't open it, the rule says send him a follow up one. Well, I don't even have to think about it. But how nice for you to get a reminder. You're busy, but you got a reminder. Oh, that's right. We're talking tomorrow. Well, that feels professional. That feels respectful. It feels like you thought about me and you wanted to make sure I didn't waste your time. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a teaser because we're going to be right back after (laughs) this because you're listening to Steve Brown and the Golden Toilet on A New Direction. (laughs) 
Hey, everyone. Uh, you know what? Epic Physical Therapy is uh, one of our sponsors, and they are fantastic. They keep expanding and growing, and people have nothing but great things to say about them. Look, here's the deal. They, they, yes, they deal with professional athletes, right? Everybody knows them. They go, man, I didn't know that there's so many professional college athletes and that, that go there. I'm like, yeah, they do. But here's the other thing. They, they work with everybody, right? If, if you've had a surgery or an injury, they'll work with you. If you're suffering even just everyday aches and pains, maybe you're not moving very well, right? You're just having problems just performing the, you know, activities that you want to perform. They can help you, right? Here's the deal. Regardless of where you're at and what your needs are, they will customize a treatment program that is tailored specifically for you, period. Because they understand that there is really the need to treat the entire body, right? Not just a symptom or an injury, right? This is why they are at the top of the game when it comes to physical therapy. So when you're ready for your epic relief, epic recovery, and epic results, don't look any further. Go to Epic Physical Therapy. That's epicpt.com. That's E-P-I-C pt.com and our other sponsor linda craft and team realtors who've been with us since the very beginning you know what she is the memory maker and you go what do you mean how's a real estate person a memory maker well linda understood 35 plus years ago that you know what when it comes to a home the thing that you will remember most is the memories that you had in it we kind of forget about what we paid for a house over the course of time but we never forget the memories do we we never forget those important moments that happen into our home, those moments that how they made us feel, right? I mean, we can all recall back what it was like going to grandma and grandpa's house. Do you remember what they paid for it? Probably not. And it's because those memories are really what's important. When, and because those memories are important to you, she understands the importance of those things. And so she wants to take care of your home in exactly the same way. She wants to find the right home so that you can create the memory. And when you're ready to sell it, she wants to treat that home in the way that you would want it treated because those memories are still precious and still there. So when you're ready to talk to the memory maker, the person that for 35 years has created one relationship at a time to build her a place where people now call her the legend of customer service. Why not check out Linda Craft and team, right? You just need to go to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction, and we're with uh, Steve Brown, author of The Golden Toilet. Stop flushing your marketing budget into your website. That's all in play with CRMs. The ones, there are different versions of them, the ones that are easily oh, customizable to your situation and your sales process. You know, I, I again, in the book, I refer to HubSpot. It's free. CRM, it's a very easy one. I've used a handful, but it's super customizable. Now, there's others that are great, but to use one diligently is a huge advantage for you. Well, I think one of the things that you really make a point about, you know, CRMs and their importance is that, you know, if you really are really concerned about people, right, then you should have a way of being able to keep track of where people are at in their purchasing process, mm -hmm. right? I mean, go ahead. And you're accountable to your superiors as well. Right. So there's that dilemma. How do I do a report on what I've been up to? Right. But I'm also, it's helped me 
do that. So CRMs that are really good, they take the reporting fear, weight, concern off of you because it's documenting your activities and you're focused on the activities right. that are helping facilitate good relationships right. or setting you up to do a better job communicating. Mm -hmm. But it's tracking everything and designing the report so your superiors can look in and see what you're doing and see what help you might need. Yeah, I think I think for salespeople and CRMs, which that relationship should be really, really close, and you make that point as well in, in I think, it's Chapter 8 here as well. I think what and, – and salespeople can be really reluctant to want to utilize CRMs, or they try to create their own CRM, but they don't want to use a standard CRM in the office or whatever. There, there could be some reluctance there, and I get that, but – that that's why the structure is important, I think. But the other piece about CRM is if what you said at the beginning of the book is true, and that is that every customer is now, we're going to treat them as the hero of our story. Mm -hmm. We now have a CRM of heroes. And if we have a CRM of heroes, what what are you doing you should be able. You should be keeping track of where your hero is on their journey and their yeah. adventure, right? I mean, that's really what the CRM is. CRM is keeping track of our hero. Our hero today mm -hmm. is doing this, right, as part of their story. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's because I think sometimes when we think of CRMs, I think people think that we're just collecting people, <laughs> we're ho we're hoarding people into this hole, right? Yeah. But the yeah. truth of the matter is. They're really a whole bunch of heroes that are waiting, that are really looking for their next adventure, and they all have a different way of getting there, and they're all going to take a different time to get there. So what are we doing to prepare our heroes in the meantime, right, who maybe don't have, a, maybe don't have all the equipment that they need to get their journey going? You know, I'll give a prime example. Let's say you have your hero um, whose name is um, Barbara Smith. And Barbara Smith wants to buy her first home. But the problem is she's had some credit issues, right? So she's, she's got some problems here. But, her, but that's, her, that's her hero's journey is to buy her first home. But she's got credit issues. Well, if you want to help your hero, Barbara Smith, on her journey to her adventure, and let's say you're a real estate person, then maybe the first thing you ought to do is introduce her to your favorite lender, who can help her correct her um, credit issues. So I love this. So we have a hero that's on a journey. And so the, there's two journeys happening. There's an external journey. I need a home. Right. I have, I have a questionable credit or it's going to reduce my options. But the, there's another journey that's happening. It's the internal journey. I feel a little... Um, I feel a little insecure that my credit is not, and so I'm a little hard on myself that I haven't I'm put myself in a position where my credit's not good. So how cool would it be is that the person, the real estate person that you're working with, they understand that. We maybe don't even talk about it. Like, hey, Jay, I know you're really insecure about your, your financial mess-ups that you did. That's really ruined your credit. You wouldn't do that, right? No. But you'd go, hey, Jay, you know what? 
a lot of people with this credit score that you have have gone through this particular process with this person. Right. And I want to introduce you as an option that you could consider. Well, it's like, okay, Steve's introducing me to someone that's going to help me address something that's really my real problem. Right. Okay. That I actually could feel ashamed about, by the way. You could. But all of a sudden, you can get past it because, right. well, a lot of other people have been in my shoes, so I shouldn't be so hard on myself. I'm not the only one that's ever had some credit issues. Yeah. But Steve was like, didn't make me feel. Yeah. Steve was like, hey, you need to meet this person, by the way, because here's what we're going to do. A couple of things with Jay on this program, mm. and we're going to have these options as far as what you're looking for in a home. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? I mean, when we start when we start piecing it out like this and like really putting the names and the ideas together, and we start. Do you feel how that feels to you? I mean, I'm I'm just it's just how it feels to me. Mm-hmm. Right. No, and, it, and I'm thinking even the people who are going to listen to this, who are listening to this now, you know, are going. I mean, does this? I mean, I'm asking you people out there, you know, how does that feel to you when you hear that? Yeah. Re- remember that time maybe you were at a restaurant. And you're sitting there and you need the butter for your potato. Okay. And you're sitting around looking around. You ask the waiter, but the waiter is busy or not. You don't see them. But someone noticed you looking around and looks over there and just grabbed some butter and brought and set it down. Mm. Remember how you felt? Oh, yeah. I didn't even have to ask. I didn't have to complain. But it's right. like, wow, I appreciate that. That felt good. Mm. That's real. Yeah, and and by the way, the opposite when it doesn't happen, how much that frustration builds in you, right? Yeah. When you can't find anybody, you can't you can't find anybody to, to you're looking for something, right? And nobody can recognize, and they can't see it, and you can't get a hold of anybody, and you you, you can feel the frustration. You go, I I, I just I want to eat my meal, but I can't because you you didn't bring me a fork, <laughs> you know, and, and you just want the utensil so that you mm-hmm. can complete your meal, right? And it's not intentional on anybody's part, it's just it was missing. But you can feel that frustration in the same way that you feel that um, elation of, holy cow, how did you know I needed the butter? Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's really, it can really be two opposite ends of, an, of, a, of the spectrum, but the feelings are just as real and I think that's the part that, you know, you address in, in the golden toilet and, uh, but that we don't pay a lot of attention to is how are people feeling about what you're putting out there? What you're, what, first of all, not just about what you put out there, but how are they feeling about when they go to your website, what do they feel? Mm-hmm. Right. And then when they, when they start talking to your salespeople, what do they feel? Yeah, and then and then when they go through the sales process, what do they feel? And then when they're done with the sales process, what do they feel? Right, and then after the sales process is over, you know, what's the next thing they should be feeling? Right, because that it's. I mean, the problem is, is that sometimes we love them and leave them. It's your your business isn't to sell the products that you do or deliver the services, it's to deliver an experience. And we've heard that before, like, oh, I went to Disneyland and it was a great experience and there's a trash can every six steps or whatever. But if we back up and go, oh, this 
person that can so pe- uh, I have a conversation today with some folks that are in a different country and you think about they're having to evaluate a solution for getting their act together online. Well, what's at risk for them? What if I pick a bad agency? What if their communication is poor? What if I waste money and don't get what I'm trying to build here? What if they don't understand me? What if they're not? There's all these things at risk, especially their nonprofit that they're building and all the people that lives that they're impacting. There's more at risk than just getting their act together online. There are actual human lives that can be impacted significantly if this is a success. That's what they're really addressing. But they don't show up and go, hey, how are you going to help me change all these lives? Right. But that's really what they're needing. Yeah, no, you are absolutely right. (laughs) I mean, this is why I loved your book, though. I mean, this, this. I mean, your your book addresses all these things. So, I, I'm, let's can we can we do chapter nine? I mean, I, listen, I think we've done. We've, we've, we have really torn apart chapter eight. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Let's talk about strategic campaigns because I think people chomp at the bit when they hear strategic campaigns. <clears throat> I think they want. I think they're kind of going, oh, now Steve, this is the stuff that you should have started with. Is <laughs> I just need to put together the right strategic campaign because that really is going to tip the scales and what we are going to be able to accomplish in the profitability of our company. Mm-hmm. Would you like to address that, Steve? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, uh, <laughs> I need more traffic. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to run some ads. I'm going to do a campaign. I'm going to get some SEO up in here. Right. But then they show up at your ugly, ugly website, and they're gone. They're ruthless. Right. If they could, they'd light a match, and we wouldn't care. It's like they'll commit arson all day on websites, and they don't think twice about it. But they tell their kid, honey, don't play with matches. So, But that's putting the cart before the horses. You're wasting all this effort and time to get people to come over to your house. You didn't even turn on the light on the front porch. Mm. You didn't answer the doorbell when they rang. Mm. You didn't clean off where they're supposed to park. Mm. It doesn't feel right. And so, but that's what most everyone's doing. They're doing, they get, I need a website and some blogs and some Facebook ads, but they don't have a system of harvesting all of this that Mm. feels like, hey, they really, you go to the sandwich shop. Right. Hey, I got a coupon for Five bucks off on two right. sandwiches, honey. Let's go. Right. And you, you race over there. Oh, they're not open yet. Right. They don't open for six more months. Right. What do you do? You right. go off to whoever I just teed you up and got you excited about. They go off to some other sandwich right. shop. You yeah. Just, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, I can go to Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Jane's, you know, um, so that I'm not using, you know, because I accidentally used a national brand. Hopefully, I'm not, they won't get too upset with me using them on the show because they're not sponsoring the show. But uh, I did use them. Uh, I think the thing, this is the other beautiful thing about what you did here. In uh, By the way, we're talking to Steve Brown. Um, and thank you, everybody on CastBox FM who's still joining us 
here. Uh, the book is called The Golden Toilet. Don't flush, stop flushing your marketing budget into your website and build a system that grows your business. One of the things that I think is so intentional about what you what you did in this book in chapter nine is you put strategic campaigns at the end. Yes. Right. I mean, and that's intentional because I, and I think it's because we want to jump to the strategic campaign first before we take care of the sales automation, the marketing automation, and then, you know, our human connection. Right. I mean, it's, and you know, because it's our human connection that ultimately is going to weave out through all of this and it's where we really need to to start, but we we tend to jump right in. Even as entrepreneurs, we I mean I even fall into the trap, Steve, of going you know okay what's going to be our strategic campaign, and and yet I know, I know I have read it like you have. Culture each strategy for breakfast, right? If you connect with people, it will eat your strategy for breakfast. Doesn't matter what your strategy is. But we want to start strategically. But we can't really do it, can we, until we have the other three things in place? No, I'm, I talk, I have a little story in there that, Jay, you come you come to Amarillo, Texas. And when you go eat at the Big Texan or something, we get this right. idea. You know what? After Jay tries this 72-ounce steak, I bet he can't eat that whole thing in one setting. But once we do that, we're going to get in my pickup truck and go out and wrestle up some cattle. I'm, I'm in. And, and we're going to take them and sell them and pay for that steak, right? I love that. Let's go. Okay. So we get in the truck. We go out to the ranch, and get on some horses. Yep. We go out looking for some cattle. And we accidentally get them going yeah. in the right direction, back towards the pickup. Yeah. Wait Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We. What? I don't have pins. No. I don't have any other cowboys there. I don't have... No. I don't have a campfire with a brand and iron and rope. I don't have anything. That's a problem. So we're going to sit there as the cattle run off past the truck into the sunset. And we're covered with dust. And we're going to say to ourselves, this campaign stuff doesn't work. Right. Right. Because I don't, I don't have the other pieces in place. Yeah. I, I, the campaign- I tried Facebook advertising, but it was just a waste of money. Right. Well, what did you expect? Right. Right. That they're going to click on it and read your mind and dial your phone number? <laughs> yes, Steve. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for running this ad. Oh, my gosh. It interrupted my, my browsing experience on Facebook, and I'm just so thankful. Where can I sign? Steve, what are, you, what are you saying to me? Are you saying this is not the field of dreams? Are you saying that if I build it, they just won't come? Are you saying that if I just don't spend the money on it, they just won't call? I don't understand, Steve. What are you what, what are you trying to say to me? I feel like an idiot when I say that that way. But it but I mean it, I can hear it. So what are you really trying to say? Yeah, it's like you you naturally understand that you have the right. fundamentals set up to hire your your team. What do you got to do? I need some HR stuff. I need an application. Mm-hmm. I need a, where do we put the application in a file? Somewhere, right? right. Here, I got to do reports. That's all in place. Right. The same thing is here. You've got potential relationships coming into the organization, but you're putting the onus on them to figure out how to do business with you instead of you having a nice 
expedited process that makes it easy and makes them feel understood and safe. We're going to we're we're talking with Steve Brown, author of The Golden Toilet, and we're going to come back to clear messaging, marketing automation, sales automation and strategic campaigns right after this. Hey everyone, listen, you know, I love our sponsors. They have been with us for so long and Epic Physical Therapy. By the way, they're my physical therapists and I, I love them. I, I was just in their one of their stores the other day. I guess it's a store, right? One of their their uh, their places, and and got to see Heidi and the gang. And you know what? He was what was so cool. They had all this advanced equipment that they were using, but here was the best part of it. The best part of what was happening in there were the one to one relationships that were happening as they were helping people get through, whether it was an injury or a surgery, or it was one of the athletes who was just trying to get themselves a little bit more flexible. And then there were people in there who were just trying to get in a little bit better shape. Right. And I thought to myself, and this is, this is pretty cool that this physical therapy facility is offering so much more than just standard physical therapy. And you could see the smiles and the encouragement and the affirmation and, you know, the excitement of just getting one more step, getting, you know, a little bit more done on the weights or, you know, being able to go one, one, one more place further. It was really cool. And I thought, you know what, well, that's really the heart of Epic Physical Therapy, isn't it? It's really about the relationships that they develop with each client that walks in the door. And, yeah, I could talk about all their equipment that's great and I could talk about how certified they are. I could talk about all those things. But the truth of the matter is what makes them really outstanding is the relationships that they're able to develop and how they're able to help people absolutely get the result that they need. So when you're looking for your Epic relief, your Epic recovery and your Epic results, don't look any further. Look, look at Epic physical therapy. You can learn more by going to epicpt.com. That's E P I C P T.com. You know, what's really cool about, you know, my sponsors is the other sponsor course is Linda craft. And, you know, Linda craft and team realtors has been around for 35 years. And what is really cool about them is I walked into a Zoom meeting and was doing some Zoom training with um, Linda's team. And as I was training them and doing Linda's team, I was really impressed about how well they knew each other. And not only how well they knew each other, but how much they cared about each other. And I thought, you know, a group of people who care that much about each other, even though they're salespeople and there's administrative people involved, that's just something about how they care about people. And, you know, I think that's really what separates Linda probably from so many other people. It's just how they care, right? They understand that everybody's struggling right now. They understand that people have a different variety of needs. They understand that, you know, you've got some people who want to buy their first home. And they've got some people who are trying to downsize. And that means that everybody's got a different set of needs. And they and it was really cool to see them really tap into the emotions and understand each other. And it made me believe, and I'm sure that, you know what, it's because they do it with their clients as well. And that's probably why Linda's past clients say about her that she's a legend of customer service. So when you're ready, you know, to sell your home or buy your next home, you know what, start with Linda Craft Team. You can find more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction with Steve Brown and his book, The Golden Toilet. This is the thing I think about the idea of doing a, a customer-driven campaign, a human camp, right, you know, strategic campaign. 
if it doesn't have, if you don't have those three elements in play, place that we've talked about here, mm-hmm. it, it really is a waste of time. But then there's another thing. You, you have to have, you have to limit kind of some of your expectations. Don't you? Or am I, I mean, don't you have to kind of, I mean, you have to, or how about this? Maybe that's the wrong term. It's not limit your expectations, but maybe you have to have more realistic expectations of what your strategic campaign is really to do. And maybe, maybe even this, and I'm thinking out loud here based on what I'm reading here in your book, but maybe it's that I have to have be very clear on what the goals are of my campaign. What the goals are and who it's for. Everyone starts marketing. Remember that speech you were going to give, and so I'm going to do a speech. Okay, so I'm going to just give a speech to everybody in the world. Well, what do I talk about to try to appeal to everybody in the world? I can't. You have to picture, all right, I'm going to go to the nursing home, and I'm going to encourage them to walk more mm-hmm. well that's a totally different presentation than hey everybody you need to exercise more mm-hmm. so the same thing in a strategic campaign is you really need to envision who it is that's the best fit that loves what you do that's fulfilling for your team and design that campaign for them but also when they do click on it they need to go to a part of your website, a landing page, and find exactly what they expected, and it's clear what they need to do next. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think people have got to rethink their. I think they got to rethink their campaign. Mm-hmm. That I don't think we do it. I think I think we, again. I think it's one of those things where we talked about, you know, on the the show earlier was that we get so caught up into our own what can I do for you versus what do you need from me? Yeah. That we get so caught up into that piece of it that we're missing we're missing our real marketing campaign opportunity and structure because we're just so focused on Here's all the stuff I have that makes differentiates me from everyone else, and there is no reason why you shouldn't choose me. Versus, wow, I really understand what you really need here. Yeah, you, you remember that time you you like it was a perfect fit. It was so clear in your mind why it's a no brainer. They should go with us. Mm. They're saving money. They're we're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to kill it, and then they don't. Right. And you're going, what in the world? <laughs> right. well, you didn't resolve this internal struggle. There was something amiss right. that they didn't do the logical. There was something emotional you missed. You didn't relate with them and connect with them and make them feel. It. And they may not have been able to define it, but you just said, God, I just didn't feel they were a good fit. Right. Man, we, we, we have really got to get a hold of this. I mean, we just, I mean, it seems so, It. I mean, it's difficult. Clearly, it's difficult because if it was easy, we'd all be doing it. But we really need to get a hold of this 
idea of tapping into what is it that people want and need and what is their story and being able to communicate clearly to them because we make the assumption that we are communicating clearly. I, I, think, I, I think yeah, I think you have a section called "You Say Tomato, I, I Say Tomato, You Say Tomato." I think yeah. it's the one little section in there, right? Because we, yeah. I think we we even we even get caught up into our jargon, <laughs> right? We, we just assume. Yeah. I don't care what industry you're in; you just assume that people know <laughs> what is, all the all the terms, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and again, that's. I had to design a process where we got all on the same page and we're speaking the same language. Yeah. You remember, remember that time I, with your spouse is like, you talked about, hey, hey, it'd be fun to go to, to Disneyland. Maybe you said Disneyland, but later on you go, I'm going to do that. I'm going to surprise her. So you got tickets to Disney World, right? You, you marched in, you're so proud and you put those down. Baby, we're going to Disney World. And she goes, what? And your heart sinks. Well, wait a minute. I thought we talked about you wanted to go to Disney World. And she says, no, I wanted to go to Disneyland. Mm. That happened so many times. Mm. And that's why it's got to be a part of your process to make sure you're saying, talking about the same thing, seeing the same thing, having the same expectations. That's where safety comes from. Right. That's that's like a unique human experience because it doesn't happen right. very often. No, it, you know what we we are not nearly as clear verbally as we want to believe, and especially especially when it comes to I, I believe on our websites. I mean, mm-hmm. and in our sales process, I think I think so often we jump we we make the assumption that our website is clear. But in the sales process, when we get actually get to that face-to-face moment, mm-hmm. I think we are so rushing through our scripts of trying to get to the other side that we are not even paying attention to what their their confusion or what does that mean or you know I don't know what you're really talking about here. And so rather than embarrassing themselves by saying I don't really understand. They just go, oh, uh huh, mm, yeah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. right. It's kind of what, because we, you know, the worst thing that we want to do is to have somebody say something that they think that we know, and then we feel foolish. Oh man, I guess that was something I should have known. I guess I don't know that. I don't want to look stupid, so now I'm just going to agree with it. Mm. But that's not clarity. You know, back to if you think about in the sales process, you have a hero that as Realize the status quo has to change. Something we're going to have to make change. So there's a fear of change going on. We're going to need to make a decision. After they make the decision, they go into this. Oh, I don't know if I made the right decision, but then they're going to go. Okay, I, this is good. This is good. That's the time for you to really relate and make it easy. Hey, here's what's going to happen next. Here's what most people kind of worry about after they make this decision. But here's the things that I want you to know about. So this is how we're going to go to the next steps there. If we didn't do this, you feel in the dark, but we're just going to shine some light on this. Mm. That's like, cool. Thank you right. Right. for not leaving me hanging. 
do you know we've done this now? <laughs> we've done this now for another 45, 46 minutes. Yeah. I, dude, this is just, it's just flown by. So th- this is what I love about this. When do you, Jay, this is why you do this show and why it's right. fulfilling for you. Is because when in life do you get to sit uninterrupted by your phone, your right. text, your kids, your wife, the waiter, and you get to talk to some other person about some geeky topic that you enjoy. That's what I love about this. Mm. Th- that's your passion, right? And, and and by the way, so, you know, your passion comes through. Uh, the book's called The Golden Toilet, um, how stop flushing your marketing budget into your website and build a system that grows your business. You know, when before the show, we did the show, started, I said to you, you know, I wanted to do a show that I wanted to be on as an author and because I wanted people to talk about what I was passionate about writing about. Mm-hmm. And you love talking about this. Yes. Right? So here's what it does for me. Because I love to hear people talk about their passion, it it excites me to hear you be excited <laughs> about what you're excited about. And because I I understand that feeling that you get that you have the opportunity to talk about what you love to talk about. And that thrills me to no end. And here's the best part. I left CastBox FM Live running the whole time. So we've been running this whole time for almost two hours. And people have been coming off and on. Um, I've got uh, somebody on right now. I've got uh, Omid, I think, is on right now, and a couple other people, and a few people. But there have been probably 100 people that have come off and on, right? Here's the thing. They're going to be able to hear this on the replay on CastBox FN, but I know that what they're going to hear is your passion for helping them run a business that's not only going to be profitable, but it's going to be more efficient, more effective, and it's going to be connected to another human being in a way that they want to be connected to. Which is the essence of this book. Yeah. No, we're they're my heroes and they're like they're fighting this this noble fight. Right. And it's not easy to run a business. Oh gosh. And there's all these ditches that you can step in. Right. I just want to help you have a little more confidence and clarity and empowerment in that area. His name is Steve Brown. The book is called The Golden Toilet. You have been listening to the after party of a new direction that we have uh, done here. And uh, listen, get the book. It's uh, Amazon bookstores near you. It's also available Audible, and it's also available on Kindle. It it is a great read. It's also got some sense of humor, some real-life stories. Uh, You're going to enjoy from the very beginning the tiger, the little tiger cub who thinks he's a sheep. You're going to enjoy his little Star Trek. uh, Well, as we all used to call it when we were growing up with it, Star Trek. Uh, that's what we used to call it, but his little Star Trek story, and he's also got a story of some real life stories of the customer who wanted to sell her business in two years, and they kind of missed the mark, and it opened up his eyes to something. So he's very vulnerable and honest in this book, and uh, he also runs this little uh, conclusion at the end, which is kind of cute. It's Snapchat Sally and her little journey as a hero, and so I think. If you do yourself a favor, do yourself a favor, pick up this book uh, again. It's a very, I know it says that it's like 232 pages or something like that, but the truth of the matter is it reads so much faster. 
and uh, um, you're really going to enjoy it. So pick it up, Golden Toilet. You're going to love it. I promise you will. Uh, Amazon. I'm going to have the full write-up with backlinks to Steve's website, uh, The Golden Toilet. Plus, you can also find the book links on the blog post that's associated with this. And the the podcast post will be up within the hour um, as soon as I'm done with the show. So um, uh, you'll be able to get all those links and everything. You just need to, um, you know, find it Find it at your favorite podcast player. We're on over 200 podcast players, including Alexa. So for those of you who um, I know that I have a number of people who are um, are blind and can't see and they use Alexa as as a way of listening to the show. Um, so folks, so Steve, tell them, uh, tell folks where they can find you and learn more about the Golden Toilet and the resources because you do talk about resources in this book as well at the end. Yeah, thank you, Jay. You're an awesome host. This is like my favorite interview ever. So (laughs) I thank you so much for your passion and and um, yeah, your preparation. This is huge. Hey, you can. Our website is roionline.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Connect with me there. It's uh, Steve Brown dash ROI online. There's a few other Steve Browns. That's the way I try to differentiate myself. But I'm I'll reach out. I'll connect you to whatever uh, resources or people that you want to um, need some help with. I have a book site, thegoldentoilet.com, that's got a resources on there where you can see an interactive version of the growth stack and some other things, book links, etc. that I talk about in the book. And um, then my podcast, the ROI Online Podcast. Just uh, go to the roionlinepodcast.com and to listen to any uh, episodes all over the place as well. Thanks so much for having me, Jay. This uh, is, dude, I'm inspired. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, this is, uh, this is, <laughs> this has been fun. I have, I never expected that we would be able to go extra. I am so grateful that you did. Um, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. Just thank you for giving me this extra time. I love, I love where your head's at. I got a feeling you and I are going to wind up being really good friends. And when this whole yeah. thing is, uh, over and since I speak in Texas, it seems like quite a bit. Um, when this thing is over, um, I'm going to come down to Amarillo um, with with the hat <laughs> and the boots and the belt buckle, and uh, we'll just make sure there's some pins, and then you and I will try to see if we can round up a few cattle. Why not? That'll be fun. <laughs> You're on. That'll be fun. I haven't done that. I haven't done that since I left Nebraska, so it would be kind of fun to get back up on a 16 hand horse and, and uh, run around a little bit and see if we could still right. get it done. That would be fun, but you've been great brother. And I appreciate you. We're going to stay in touch. Everybody stay in touch with Steve. ROIonline.com is the website. Uh, the book can be found at Amazon, the golden toilet. And you can also find it at the golden Also the resources are the golden forward slash resources. If you want to find the resources on the book as well, um, folks, I'm just going to say thank you to everybody who's been listening all over the world. Listen, we have, 70 countries i never dreamed that we would be in 70 countries all over the world and that you would be here um, france you're the number two country outside the united states that listens and downloads the show every week merci and so i am very grateful to you as well so everybody for uh our show here um i just want to say thank you and thanks for listening into the a new direction after party and we'll talk to you soon all right ciao everybody
answers don't make sense You got to keep your hope alive You got to know you can survive This is your time to find A new direction, a brand new day A new direction, things are gonna change You can find the strength to go a different way, yeah The time has come Your dreams will take you places you never been before find your passion find your strength don't worry anymore a new direction a new direction oh. a new direction a brand new Can't find